What's up guys, John John the Wise here, and you are listening to the first episode of my Cyberpunk podcast. I do have another podcast, and some of you already probably know that it's called the Podcast of the Dark Future. I do that with my buddy Luke, and we talk about Cyberpunk in a general sense, like we'll talk about other Cyberpunk stuff, but I wanted to make sure that you guys are here because you're interested in the Cyberpunk tabletop game. Whether it's Cyberpunk 2020 or Red or the green one that we don't usually mention or whatever one will be in the future. This is it. This is the spot. I'm the guy. John John the Wise. You guys can find my stuff on YouTube and uh, I have, I'm on Twitch and Mixer and Twitter and all that stuff. I make Cyberpunk tabletop content and it's... This podcast is for you guys if you're veterans of the game or if you're new to it and you're just trying to learn about it. This is what this podcast is all about. Now before we get into it, I wanted to let you guys know that we do have a Discord. So if you like this podcast and you like the ideas that I'm spewing out of my brain, then maybe you'd want to be a part of our Discord. We got friends, we got veterans of the game and we do you know gm discussions we create game we find people we connect them we help them uh find games together we discuss news in the cyberpunk world and we actually talk a lot about warhammer too which maybe that's a subject for another podcast but i've seen a giant overlap with warhammer 40k and cyberpunk the tabletop game for some reason it's like it hits the same note for both fan bases. And I get it because I just finished painting my Thousand Suns start collecting box. So I get it. It hit me too. I know it. But anyway, make sure you guys join that Discord. The link will be in the description and it's in my Twitter as well. Everything's John John the Wise. J O N the Wise. J O N J O N the Wise. You can find it all over Twitch, Mixer, put it in your Google and look me up, dude. And you'll find the link to the Discord. And we want to see you. So come on through. Uh, Next on the list, yes, uh, I talked about the other podcast that I have. The Podcast of the Dark Future. Make sure you guys join that too. If you guys like, all right, that's enough. All right, I've done enough of that. So first, let's just talk about me, okay? Because that's what I love doing. No, I'm just kidding. But I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on who I am. And so you can understand where I'm coming from, because first of all, John John the Wise, like, who does he think he is? Oh, you're the wise. You're so wise with your middle age. You you don't know anything. And that's true. I don't know anything. There's actually a really good Shakespeare quote that I hope I don't mess up. I hope I say it right the first time. Okay, I'm not looking it up. I should have had it ready. But this is me being me. And trying it off the top of my head because I'm like, I'm cocky and I'm like arrogant sometimes. And I'm like, I can do it. I don't even need to look it up. I could easily Google it right now and even edit that and just read the quote. But I'm going to do it off the top of my head and I hope I don't mess it up. A wise man knows he's a fool and only a fool knows. See, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. God damn it. Anyway, that's what I'm all about. It's a Shakespearean quote where pretty much a smart guy knows that he's actually dumb because he doesn't know that many things, and only a dumb guy thinks he knows everything. 
that's that it's an iteration of that shakespeare did it better than me i fucked it up on the first time and i might cuss on this podcast so sorry about that um but you know it's cyberpunk we talk about shooting people in the head and and you guys get it i'm sure you're fine but anyway that's that's me in a nutshell uh i don't think i'm this all-powerful wise guru of anything i'm actually one of those that's like that values learning i like to learn i i always i wear my white belt you know like karate you have all the belts i I like wearing the white belt i don't mind the white belt because the white belt means you get to you get introduced to it for the first time you get you get to learn about it and i feel like life is all about learning and knowing that there's no limitation to how much you can learn there's only what you limit to yourself and I just like to learn about things. I like learning about culture. I like learning about other people, the games, everything, whatever. Things just intrigue me. Politics, you know, all the like stuff that people don't want to talk about and stuff like that. It intrigues me. And I usually never take a side. Whoops, unprofessional. Let's mute that shit. Okay. I usually don't, I don't judge people, you know, like I just want to learn about them. And uh, that's basically who I am. And that's what led me to making all these all this cyberpunk content. Because I was like, hey, I, I know a lot because I've accrued enough knowledge about it. And I'm sure I could learn more. And I did. Since that genesis of my video till now, I've read way more books. I've, you know, ran so many games. And I'm a better scholar of the subject than i ever was before so let's talk about my gaming origins in high school i thought that i had to suppress the nerdy things about me it was all about acceptance for me like i just wanted to be accepted we moved to another part of the city and i went to a high school where everybody knew each other from um all the years before and i'm like the new guy so I just wanted to make everyone laugh. I wanted everyone to like me. So I suppressed all the things that they thought were nerdy, which was video games and, um, you know, D&D and role playing. Are you kidding me? That's like they put it at the same level as LARPing. Things are different now, but this is uh, the 90s and early 2000s. So I suppressed all those nerdy things about me and I wouldn't really talk about it. I wouldn't tell people that I watched the Power Rangers because I was embarrassed that they would make fun of me. And I kind of like suppressed all that stuff. And eventually I just started acting the way I thought that people wanted me to act so that I could be popular. And it it worked, I mean, to an extent, you know, on one end, yeah, I made friends with people and they accepted me maybe not fully but they accepted me into their circles and I hung out with like popular people or whatever you want to call it but on the other hand I knew that I was being a phony I was being a complete phony because I love all this stuff and I'm not like exercising that part of my brain you know I'm not going out looking for games I'm not looking for friends that play video games I'm like a hermit in my cave playing video games by myself. So I did have one friend that I knew separately from everybody. And somehow he came back into my life because he was a cousin of one of the popular people. And you guys have probably seen him. If you know me, his name is Arnog. He's in my, um, 
he's in my YouTube channel. We had like a three-hour conversation about cyberpunk. Yeah, it's, it's a cool, con- it was really fun. We'll do it again. And he'll probably be a guest on this podcast. But anyway, Arnog was one of those fringe people that was bullied and, you know, all that stuff. The, the stuff that would have happened to me if I didn't suppress all the things that I liked. I would have been a part of his inner circle or his friendship way sooner. But eventually, I was like, you know what? Screw all this. I don't care. Like, I want to. I want to embrace these things because I'm missing out. I heard about role playing. I heard about how fun it can be, and I don't really know anything about it. But it sounds like it's up my alley. I didn't know anything. You know, like I had no preconceived notion of what it is. I just had heard about it. So in the early 2000s, I hit him up and I said, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" He said, "Yeah." And I said, um. <clears throat> Do you know anything about Dungeons and Dragons? And he laughed. And he's like, yeah, I know something about it. And I was like, I'm trying to learn about it and maybe like play it. You know, sorry, hold on. Let me drink water. Podcast. Oh. So I was like, you know, teach me what it is. And he's like, all right, come over to my house. So I went to his house. Didn't have dice. Didn't have anything hung out with him and he's like listen dungeons and dragons is for pussies all right (laughs) that was it he just said that and uh then i was like okay um i guess i don't know i i kind of like killing dragons and stuff i think it's a cool thing but whatever you know you're the expert that's how i thought in my mind he's like this is a real game and he pulled out cyberpunk 2020 the core rule book, it's like in terrible condition because it's been used a thousand times. It was a hand-me-down from another friend of his. And yeah, so Cyberpunk had been out for like at least 10 years, I think, at this point. So he goes, this is the real game. He opened it, showed me the pictures, showed me what, we, what the characters are and this and that. And I made a solo. I pretty much just like went with whatever he said. He's like, let's make you a solo. And we played a one-on-one session. He was the the game master. And I think my character died, but he says he didn't. But I think I remember that my character died. But anyway, of course. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. This is awesome. I love it. I I don't know where this has been all my life. Let's do it. So we would... Like almost every weekend I would go to his house and we would have one-on-one sessions and we would drink a cold bottle of sake, Japanese sake. We would not, I mean, obviously, but we would drink that together and uh, play cyberpunk or whatever RPG. After that, I was like, hey, I want to kill like dragons and shit. So he's like, okay, rifts. And we played rifts, which is insane. Then, you know, fast forward. Many years later, uh, not many years later, but like much later, uh, we played in other games. I've had nightmare stuff. I'll talk about it in other episodes, but I've had like Craigslist games where like I looked for people on Craigslist to play nightmare, nightmare, horror stories. And um, but we'll talk about that in like another podcast. So, yeah, that's my origin of cyberpunk. He showed me that. And, you know, since then, I've played Rifts. I've played D&D 5e. I love D&D. So, and he even played D&D. Like, I got him to play in my game. So, you know, things change. People change. And uh, that was just my origin story. All right? So many years later, I didn't play Cyberpunk. And I saw, you know, 
it's it's a memory for me it's like one of those things that it means something you know cyberpunk is one of the the first step i took into accepting who i am wow i just made that realization right now it was the first step that i took <clears throat> by becoming friends with arnog i was accepting that i would want to be a friends with someone like that and i don't care what people thought and people eventually found out that i would be hanging out with him and they would be like what are you doing they would make fun of me and i didn't care what they said and they would talk shit about arnog but and he's used to that too he knows all about it and at the end of the day he's my best friend right now he's the only friend that's never screwed me over and i've known him for years he's introduced me to cyberpunk and he was there for my first step on accepting who i am so he means a lot to me, but so does Cyberpunk. <clears throat> so then I look and the CDPR news comes out. CD Projekt's making Cyberpunk 2077. And I like shit my pants. I was like, what? I, I thought it was in a fever dream. Because this is like, anytime I would bring up Cyberpunk with people, they'd be like, what? What is that? I mean, I know D&D. I know Pathfinder. I know Shadowrun. Is it like Shadowrun? Yeah, but no magic well then you know what's the point so anyway it was hard to convince people that it was awesome but once cd project like just made like a trailer and game footage people you you guys know you guys are here because of that shit so that's what started it all and i said you know what i want to play cyberpunk again uh there's going to be hype for this game people are going to like it and i'm one of the people that used to play it so i can be one of the people that helps new people into this thing because it means that much to me, you know? And eventually I decided, why don't I just make YouTube videos? Because I went on YouTube and there was very little. There was Artel Sorian had a few YouTube videos for like, you know, how to play the game and stuff like that. But I didn't see the type of videos that I make now. I didn't see that stuff on YouTube. And I did, and I was like, you know, why don't I just do it? I'd already been doing like Twitch streaming because I thought I was going to be the next ninja. And then I decided that it wasn't for me and I kind of got depressed about it actually. But once again, we'll talk about it on later podcasts. So, <clears throat> so what ha eventually happened is I decided to make YouTube videos and I got a positive response from everybody. Everybody's been really... It's like one of those things, you know, people talk about how you start making YouTube videos and people will shit on you. No one has shit on me at all. It's been amazing. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen, obviously. But it's been all positive. It's been all these people thanking me for making the videos, giving me good suggestions, leaving nice comments and stuff like that. Sorry, my monitor went dark. <clears throat> um, and it's been a really fun, humbling amazing experience and a journey and that's why i wanted to do this podcast too because i wanted to give you guys the ideas that you know, i make like a video every month i want to i should do better i should do like two or three a month at least minimum but i make one a month and that's pretty much it for my content but i have so much more ideas in my head so this podcast will basically be exploring those ideas that i haven't made into videos and it's like free form it's chill you know i'm just talking there's no like there's no like preconceived notion of what i'm supposed to do i'm just talking so if you guys are here listening that means you like the sound of my voice and you like what i have to say which i really appreciate so thank you for being here 
So let's get to the first topic then. The first topic is the first episode, first topic. And the first thing that everyone ever asks me is, what do you need to play Cyberpunk? And for all my veterans, you guys are like, oh, this question again. For the noobs, you're like, yes, there's so many goddamn books. What am I supposed to read? How, where am I supposed to find these books? They're not there nowhere, you know? And that's for some, the case of some of them, I believe it's impossible to find, like the interface magazines. So you're never going to find those. But the there's even one that Artel Sorian doesn't have. It's like some Italian thing. It's really weird really weird but it's fun anyway <clears throat> all you need is the cyberpunk 2020 core rulebook and i'm talking to everybody people that want to play red that heard that there's a jump start kit that you know they're waiting for red to come out and all that jazz trust me guys just because the game is 30 years old doesn't mean that it's not playable that cyberpunk 2020 core rulebook is not perfect there's issues in it there's things about it that I've all I've changed. I mean, the net running in Cyberpunk 2020, I've completely skipped it. And this is a common thing that you should have in your head. I've noticed that... Let me give you guys a little background. Let's go back to when me and Arnog were playing. I've learned, I learned how to play tabletop games in this fashion, and I didn't know that there was any other way to do this because I had no preconceived notion of anything. All right. Arnog was my only he was like my internet to this, okay? And the internet was not a big deal back then either. It wasn't like common knowledge that you could just Google something, you know? So anyway, Arnog creates all his characters, he creates the story, he creates the corporations, he has custom rules, homebrew rule. Everything is homebrew, okay? It, he there he's never run a module. He's never run an adventure. He's never read any of those books or anything like that. Because if he wants to play, he'll just make it. And that's exactly how I learned. So that's exactly how I do it too. I've never run any modules. I've never run any adventures. I've never read campaign books for anything. If I wanted to do something, I started from scratch. When I did my D&D 5e game, I made the Pantheon. I made the, the bad guys. I made all the world. I created the map all the little cities and, and the plot lines and everything, I did it by myself. Obviously, that's not how a lot of people do things. I've noticed that actually most people play it like you would play a board game. There's like a new expansion pack to a board game. You're like, let me go buy it, open it. There's a story you follow along, like Mansions of Madness or uh, Arkham Horror and stuff like that. The The game master is the board game. You know, it... it it handles all that stuff. So you just play it. And that's how a lot of people have enjoyed playing tabletop games, which is fine. I have nothing against it. Arnog's not a fan of it. Of course, he's an opinionated guy. But for me, basically, if you're having fun and you're playing with your buddies, then who cares what form that takes, okay? But anyway, that's how I've learned how to do things. So when I read a a book, a core rule book, like I did Cyberpunk 2020, if I saw something that I thought was clunky or I didn't like, I just skipped it. I, I said, nah, I don't want that in my game. Or I'll do it a different way. And I would make a note of it. Okay, when, we, when I play, I'll do it this way. And I think that all of you guys that are scared to get into this 30-year-old game and read an old, outdated book that is, probably, that ha is known for having issues, I think you guys need to chill out dude 
that's the basic like thing of it you could just take out things that you don't like and it's not like you have to take out everything there's core mechanics of it where all that stuff works like everything is one to ten it's so simple you know it's a d10 and a d6 that's all you need and that's it you're ready to play so for all of you that are that want to play and they, you don't know what you need, the Cyberpunk 2020 core rulebook is all you need. Cyberpunk 2020 source books. People have asked me about those though. So you want source books? Let me drink some water. <clears throat> the uh, the source books that I would recommend. I mean, there's the ones that there's so many, but the Night City source book, it's amazing. It's pretty much. You know what? Amen. I need to amend what I said because that's the only source book module or anything that I've ever used when I'm doing tabletop gaming is a Night City source book. It has it tells you where the streets are, what the different districts are, what the different buildings within them are, their stories and encounters and background information, and it's pretty much just like an encyclopedia of a typical cyberpunk world. It's a fictional place that, you know, Mike Pondsmith and the people at Artel Sorian, they decided, let's make a city in the way that we imagine this world to be. So they're like, we created this world. And if we were to make a city that em- embodies what we think it's supposed to be, it's Night City. And when you guys play the game with CD Projekt Red, you'll see how amazing it is. It's And I already, without playing it, I already know how amazing it is because I've read the book. So anyway, the Night City source book is really good if you're a new GM and you just want help in doing that. You, you don't have to create the street names and stuff like that. It's all done for you. Black Hands book. Uh, I think it's called Black Hands Guide to Weapons. I forgot what it's called exactly. But it's uh, it has guns and guns and guns and weapons and special ammunition and rules and stuff like that. So it's it's... A source book, if you need guns for your characters and and you don't think the core rulebook has enough options, Black Hands is for you. Same thing for the Chromebooks. There's four different Chromebooks and they all have different kinds of cyberware and stuff like They really went all out. They went all out and went crazy and added all the Chromebooks together. And once you put Black Hands in the Chromebook and, you know, Max, what is it called? Maximum Metal and um, some of the other ones together you'll have so much gear and options but i recommend you just use the cyberpunk 2020 core rulebook play a few games see how you feel once you get bored of the core rulebook then start cracking open black hands and chromebook if you want to know more about lore you want to get in that headspace what's the cyberpunk world what do I need to understand? We all know Johnny Silverhand from the commercials, Keanu Reeves, blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't worry about that stuff because The Home of the Brave is the book that has helped me even after all these years of playing cyberpunk. Before I read that book, I didn't really have a good idea of the world, was it? It's seemingly because The Home of the Brave it takes place in the United States. It tells you what's going on, how how it all started from the beginning to the present day. Why did the world collapse? And it, it gives you all the information, the inside knowledge of each state and stuff like that. So 
it's really an amazing source book for lore. You learn so much, so much. And it's given me inspiration in my story writing and confidence in in what I want to write because I have all the information there from the Home of the Brave. It's given me all that info. All right. So those are the books. Night City, Black Hands, Chromebooks, Home of the Brave. Those are the top four of the source books that I would recommend. All right. If anything, I would say just get the core rule book and the Night City book. If you're a new GM and you want to just play, I think that those two, you're you're good to go. You're, you'll be able to play. That's what I did in my first few times as a GM. That's exactly what I... I honestly, I still do it. I'm going to be starting a new game soon. And it's going to be taking place in Night City as well. There's no reason not to. Now, there are other options. Now, what it, th- see, this is where... <laughs> This is what I want you guys to understand about me and this podcast. This is the best way for me to express myself. I think that pirated content is stealing. If you find it online, like on that Trove site that everybody knows about, you find that stuff and you download it, you're taking content away you're taking potential profits away from a company that isn't like a giant company. You know, it's it's a small team and they need the sales more than, you know, Target or Sony or, or Universal and stuff like that. So when you're pirating from them, you're really, you're taking it away from like your neighbor. That's how it feels like. That's just a fact, okay? That's how I feel about pirated content. And I, But I do still feel that even though there's piracy out there i still feel like the the good people that actually buy things like the miniatures and the source books and ha- and have jobs and are willing to pay for things enough of those people exist fortunately that they're going to be okay i hope i hope i'm right but that's how i personally feel i feel like everything's going to be even the people that pirate content i'm sure that they buy things too and it's just all circumstantial it, things can happen, but I, I have no judgment for people that pirate content. It is stealing. Pirated content is stealing. It's just a fact. By law, that's what it is. But I don't think that you're a lesser person for doing it, whether whatever your circumstances are. You know, I, I'm not judging you on that. And the cyberpunk thing to do is to say f the man and pirate all the stuff that you want to pirate, but. I like the man, and <laughs> I like Artel Sorin, and I want them to do well. And I think if they do well, we'll all do well. All right? So that's what you need to play. Anyway, I went on that long diatribe. Maybe I shouldn't have talked about that, you know? Maybe I shouldn't. But I feel like there shouldn't be a subject that we shouldn't talk about. I think everything should be talked about with you guys. That's how I want to be. I want to be transparent as much as I can. Uh, without putting anyone in danger of losing their job or in danger in any way. If I can just speak my mind, that's what I'm going to do. I don't work for Artel Sorian. I'm just a humble consumer of their stuff, and I love their stuff, and I want them to do well, but I will speak my mind at any time. Okay? So that's what it is. Anyway, next episode... We're going to be talking about homebrew rules and stuff like that. 
Uh, we touched a little bit about it today, but next time we're going to talk about home brewing. We're going to talk about rolls, special rolls, the ones that are outside of the book, like um, Mob Scout, I think is one of them. Nomad has Warrior. There's like different ones and they have their own special abilities. We'll talk about those. And maybe if we have time, we'll talk about some cyberware as well. We'll talk about what kind of cyberware is out there, what kind you can create, and what are some of the best ones. Because there's a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of ones that you just go by and you're like, when would I ever get that? And it just leads you to believe that there was probably somebody sitting in their basement and just writing down every single idea that came to their head, which is an amazing feat. I'm not talking down on that person. I'm just saying that they might have gotten lost in the sauce, if you know what I mean. Send me your questions. If you guys have any questions that you want me to get to, if you're like, oh, I've always wanted to ask this question about cyberpunk and the tabletop game, and I would love to hear the insight of the great and powerful John John the Wise and hear what he has to say in all his wisdom. John John the Wise at gmail.com. John John the Wise at gmail.com. All right? You get on my Twitter, get on my YouTube, the Discord, all that. Especially the YouTube. I mean, there's good content on there. If you like this one, then you're going to like that one. All right? Well, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. So, you want to be a cyberpunk? That's too wordy. Nah, maybe I'll fall in love with it. I don't know. My wife likes it. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Happy gaming. Stay safe. Yeah.